four, tres, dos, uno. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Sketchy Ideas, the live point counterpoint, sometimes on video podcast, where we illustrate and debate concepts surrounding leadership, business, and personal achievement in a way that may make you think twice, at least if we're doing our jobs right, before you implement that new idea you just learned all about on the internet. Hi, I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Rampola. And I'm Brad James. And we are talking to you today about fear and other emotions just in time for the season of spookiness. But before we get into that, let's get a word from our sponsors. Brad's here to tell you about Cream City. Brad, take it. Sometimes you feel like you got to do it all on your own. You don't, especially when it comes to marketing. Uh, my friends over at Cream City Marketing can help you out with a whole bunch of stuff, um, especially when you feel like you don't have time for that new campaign content, social media, all the stuff that tends to be an afterthought. Um, do me a favor, email Erin over at Erin at CreamCityMarketing.com and she'll help you out. Awesome. Thank you, Brad. Um, and a special message today. Sketch Ideas would not be here without our second sponsor, my dad. Um, this is a little mini tribute. Uh, yesterday was my dad's birthday. Happy birthday, dad, um, slash papa, which is what my boys call him. Um, I would not be in the position I'm in and the job I'm in if not for him. My dad taught me how to think about problem solving and how to think about solving tech problems, especially. Um, he is a self-taught um, computer whiz. Um, back when um, IT was just like networking or running networks and doing installations and like that, he's he was a consultant and an IT guy for a long time and knew that technology was always going to be changing and taught me, don't look at the at the actual system, the, the machine or the software in front of you, learn how all of them work. And so no matter what comes and how things change in the future, you'll be ready. And um, dad, thanks for that. Without that, I wouldn't be able to solve all the problems I can solve today. We probably wouldn't be doing this show because we've had to um, solve a lot of tech problems. Tribute to that, uh, Elizabeth, our producer, is on screen because we can't get Brad's video to work. So how do we solve that problem? I don't know, because that could Zoom have been foreseen and foretold when I was like 10? No, but I know how to solve tech problems because of my dad. So dad, papa, Andy, AJ, thank you. You have helped me to do what I do. And happy birthday. I love you. All right. With that, fear, and there's zero transition on this, by the way, um, let's get into episode 65. Talking to you about fear and other emotions. And I, if I remember right, Brad, we got here from last episode, um, so which means I'm going to actually throw it. Elizabeth, what did we talk about last time and how do we get to fear? Well, what did we talk about last time? We were talking about epic chaos management and all there it is. things that can go wrong. Perfect. And when something and goes wrong, and, and boats, don't forget boats. Thank you. And boats. fear and other emotions and boats. And when something goes wrong, emo your emotions kick in. And people say, well, I need to learn to manage my emotions. I need to, you can't do that. You can't change your emotional reaction, especially your immediate instinctual emotional reaction when a perceived threat comes your way. It might be an event going sideways. It might be a bear. Um, it might be a loud noise or explosion. All of those things trigger your natural, instinctual, emotional, automatic responses. 
and there's three options, but you don't really get to choose them. They, they kind of choose you. Um, and that's where we get the, the fight, flight, freeze, trifecta, if you will. A lot of people just say fight and flight, but there's, a, there's that freeze that we want to make sure we don't um, ignore. So all right, I'm, I'm diagramming these out because I want to talk about them and how they're a little bit different. So we've got fight. Most people think fight, flight, and that's kind of the classic one, too. But there's a third option, and that's freeze. And like I said, you don't get to choose them. They choose you. Brett, do you know your, your go-to default? When a, when a threat comes your way, unfortunately, I can't hear you. Um, pantomime it. What's your, what's your is, it, is, it, is it fight? Uh, is it flight or is it freeze? What's your, what's your default reaction to perceived threat? Thank you. I'm getting freeze based on his frozen video. It looks like Brad's response is freeze. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, what's yours? Do you know, do you know what your automatic is? I would say flight. Flight. Okay, so we're, we're flight. You you run away. Run away. I, yeah. Run away. Movie reference there. Probably before your time. Okay, Elizabeth, you need to put Monty Python and the Holy Grail on your Netflix queue. Okay. Because I'm I'm guessing that you haven't seen that. One. I haven't yet, but I know them. <laughs> okay. Well, these. Okay, that's good. At least it's yeah. not, I'm not talking to Run away, run away. Okay, so that's that's how the one group of knights responds to threats. They just run away, which doesn't feel very knightly. Um, mine tends to be freeze, actually. So I'll I'll be self-aware and I'll own that. I'm just gonna guess, and I have talked to Brad, Brad's fight, which is interesting. So we've we've got all three corners covered. That's fun. Now, when it comes to this being an emotion. Different situations, in different situations, one of these might be better than another, right? Um, so, uh, Elizabeth, when is it good to run away? Since that's your go-to default, when have you found running away to be a good response to threats? Um, I haven't really, but I guess when you are totally stuck and just have absolutely no idea what else to do. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Um, another good time that running away is, is a good idea, when the threat is real and bigger than you. Right? Like, I, there's some things you probably shouldn't try to fight. We, are, we as humans are ill-equipped to fight most animals, as a matter of fact. Um, so flight's not a bad idea. Um, freeze is good when the threat is small and, and not likely to be a big problem, right? Um, a, a fly. Just like I'm not gonna like I'm just gonna let it happen, right? Or some mosquitoes. I actually like might let it bite because I can just kill it eventually. But my first instinct is just like, okay, whatever. Now, freeze is actually what a lot of people do. This is the deer in the headlights, right? Deer in the headlights is, is a literal freeze response. Perceived threat, deer freezes up. Um, fight is good when well, you're bigger than the person. I don't know why I'm going to animals, but I, I just I feel like apparently we're out in the wild now and fending for ourselves. Brad, when, it makes when, sense. When is, it does make sense. Okay, well, like go and get caveman, nomad kind of. Well, that's take where a, a lot of this comes from, right? I mean, I mean, people people understand animals. Uh, <laughs> Just, you know, fr freeze freeze tends to be 
a lot of rabbits will freeze and then they'll go to a flight response. I am a fight. Good call. I do fight. Yes. Uh, uh, but I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, I think animals make sense. Okay. So, so when, when Brett, have you found fight as a, as a winning response? Trying to fight through today. <laughs> <laughs> right. You can't just walk away. We got it. We got a show to do. Right. So it helps. Um, it definitely makes sense when you're trying to get to a point where you're trying to work through something. Good. Okay. So that would be when, so what tends to work, but fight is the winning strategy when the outcome is more important than the relationship. So outcome wins. So Brad doesn't necessarily have a relationship with technology, right? His outcome, it, well, I mean, you, you do, but it's it's complicated. Um, when it comes to the outcome, Brad needs the the outcome is more important than the relationship, especially when if it's not really a human threat. Um, when the relationship is more important, then freeze is a good solution because I'm preserving the relationship by not engaging in the in the conflict. Mm -hmm. Flight is when I don't care about the outcome or the relationship because I can just walk slash run away. Right. So Elizabeth, from that, I'm understanding that you don't care about goals and don't care about people. Is that about right? Just unmotivated. Yep, that's me. Good. <laughs> uh, classic millennial. He said with tongue planted firmly in cheek because we've had that discussion. Um, okay, so that's, that's the automatic part. And fear, again, is the driver on all of these because basically anything new, unknown, unexpected triggers our automatic fear response. So fear is fear a primary, response. you're saying fear is a primary emotion. I would say fear is definitely a primary emotion. It's, isn't it the three F's? Um, fear, food. No, I, I think that's a different set of three F's. I have to look that up. Something like that. So it's, it's, it's a set of basic, basic instincts for survival. Right, fear keeps us safe. Food keeps us fed, and other things help us to continue the species, so to speak. Yep. So, yes, I would say fear is absolutely a basic emotion, and a lot of other things look like and feel like fear. And we might give them other names, right? Embarrassment. Um, I think what else like causes these exact same things? Lack of confidence. Right, all of those are a, typically a fear of something, some outcome, some. Those are secondary emotions. So anger technically is a secondary emotion. All right, explain this to me. I thought that so, I thought that was in the in the first neighborhood. Nope. No. Okay. Um, so, I mean, when you're talking about the more complex emotions like uh, embarrassment or um, some of those other things, you're, you're talking about secondary emotions that really are not the root cause. The root cause is caused by something else. That makes sense. So what yeah. else do we know is in the primary category? So we got fear. What is, do we know of any others? I can go black and sh and look it up. No, quick. no, that's why, we, that's why we got a producer. Elizabeth, do, do us a quick search on primary emotions. What else is in the, is in the neighborhood of fear? Got it. 
because those, so this makes sense. Whatever those other ones are, are going to probably be in the same neighborhood because they're all going to trigger primary emotional responses. So primary, right. that all makes sense. It's what yep. you do next is what we really want to talk about because correct again, can't change this going to happen. Like, let's just own that. This is the can't control part. Well, I mean, you can control it. Okay. From a management standpoint. So, so this is where, this is where, when, when you hear a lot of people talking about taking care of yourself, your lizard brain is, yeah, it's a primary function from an instinctual standpoint. But if you train your ability to understand certain things, I don't know. Um, I don't know, like, oh, crap. Um, if you're, if you're talking, talking about if you're, filling the gaps. So, so when you're talking about your lizard brain, your lizard brain literally is just instinct. It's running all the time, regardless, right? Your brain has multiple compartments. Each of them does a different thing. So when you're talking about your lizard brain, your lizard brain only gets fired up if the rest of your brain isn't in sync. So like, for example, when you talk about um, doing binaural beats or other things to manage both sides of your brain, if you're managing the rest of your brain by grounding yourself, you can manage your lizard brain very easily. But most people don't because they're so stuck in the realm of just survival that they ignore thinking through rational things. Your rational brain can manage your lizard brain, but only if your rational brain is grounded and you're constantly working towards it as if it's a muscle. So what ungrounds that groundedness that we should be seeking? For example, those of you who like to get low blood sugar because you don't eat, sometimes that's me, that'll cause it. Because <laughs> it's a biochemical process, right? Yeah. I mean, your brain, your brain, when you're sitting at rest, I think it, it uses like 20 to 30% of your calories every day. People don't realize it. So, Wait, like, so when you're- when I'm not doing anything, I'm- Yeah. You're burning well, that's not calories. Well, my, my brain needs a, needs a secondary uh, ignition switch like a car. I just can shut it down when I'm at a stoplight. Come on. Our brain hasn't evolved to this yet? Come on, Michael. What? what? Isn't <laughs> how that works? That. No, it doesn't work that way. You know, it just go. No, I can't just. Some, I wish. I wish I could do that. Right. It just... doesn't work that way. Yeah. Unplug. Yeah. yeah. Be great. Be great sometimes. <laughs> Be great. Well, okay, but ah, okay. And it's the desire for that that causes people to do things that look and feel like unplugging, but probably really aren't. Right. You're just distracting it. Ah, so I can distract my lizard brain, but that's not probably as good as like the learning no. to manage it and exercise it, right? Managing it, eating, doing exercise, alleviating. I mean, it's all biochemical stuff that causes these emotions anyway. So when you've got biochemicals running through your brain and then you charge them with an electrical charge, all of a sudden those biochemical pathways link up and the neurons fire differently to different parts of your brain and they're not interconnected. So what is the, what is the outcome of them not being interconnected? Why, how, why is that good or bad? Because your brain, your brain will run different paths and the more it runs that path, I mean, we've talked about neural pathways. Yep. So the more your brain runs that neural pathway, the stronger the myelin sheath around that neuron gets and the stronger the connection from one neuron to the next. And it becomes a reflex. So 
I think it was a few episodes ago, I think I said by age 35, your brain essentially has 95% of its habitual programming and wiring already set. Yeah, I remember the attached by that comment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I'm getting there too. It's okay. It's called getting older, you know. Okay, we got so, love, joy, <laughs> surprise. Okay, so fear, love. So I, there, there are some good ones. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Love. I like that love is a primary emotion. Do joy. You, Elizabeth, do you have the, the source for that? I just... Um, I don't, but I'll find it. Okay, thank you. Oh, and sadness. Okay, so we got all those. That feels like what was what was the okay? Uh, I'm going to give you. We're going to really make Elizabeth work today. There was a there was a Disney movie. It was all about the it was like every emotion like had a personification. Somebody somebody out there. Like, inside inside out inside out. There it is, right? And these each of these had a personification, right? I feel like. Kind of yeah, some of them some of them were missing. Is disgust one of them? I feel like disgust is a thing. Yeah. So, so that's what, I mean, they all have slight, it's all about how you define them. Right. Okay. So, got it. All right. That makes sense. Okay. So regardless of the list, the primaries yeah. play on my lizard brain, instinctual survival, biochemical part. Yeah. But typically, typically we're not feeling those directly anymore. The mm. older you get, right. You're feeling the complex, complicated emotions of embarrassment. Uh, okay. Like, the ones that are are mixed, right? So embarrassment. What is define embarrassment? Oh, here we go. Okay. What mixed. What do you feel when you feel embarrassed? Um. When I am embarrassed, I feel I feel like I'm embarrassed. When I am embarrassed, <laughs> I feel because um, that's an I feel statement, right? When I'm embarrassed, I feel bad. That's terrible. When I am embarrassed. I feel this is a good opportunity for the, for the audience to come in. <clears throat> Help me out, everybody. When I am embarrassed, what, what am I really feeling? I am feeling shame. Okay. But shame is a complex emotion, right? Okay, right. So, oh, okay. So I feel like this is like deal a meal. Like it's where X meets. Okay. So I like it now. All right. So embarrassment is fear cross surprise. Definitely surprise and some other negative. It's got to be a negative. Maybe anger surprise, like the bad kind of surprise. I'm embarrassed. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that in it, right? Mm -hmm. I'm upset because I was surprised or I'm upset because... Yeah, okay. Surprise sadness. That's like, that's not depression because depression isn't necessarily surprising. It's more like the slow burn. So mixed, complex, complicated. I okay, this is really interesting. I feel like we got a whole other topic here. Like, how do you, yeah. how, what's, so, what's the recipe for complex emotions? But I think tying it back to the point of, of right. fight, flight, or freeze is mm -hmm. if you don't understand how you're going to react and try to quantify that, especially if you're a leader in whatever it is, your reactions are going to become instinct. And then the rest of your team begins to understand that when they do something, you're going to hit one of these things and fight, flight, or freeze. N none of those are great reactions uh, when you're leading a team. Um, they all have their place, but typically they're, they're done in self-preservation. They're not built 
on preservation of a team or mo- or building momentum of a team. Mm-hmm. So that's where you have to be able to manage it. That's why that's why even though people look at it like I guess I, I guess I say things like when you lead by example, mm-hmm. that means something, right? Leading by example is also how you handle adversity. These things pop yes. up in faces of adversity right. first. And so if you manage it through faces of adversity, you now are setting an example of what you want your team to do. And that's why leading by example is such a good thing. Leading by example doesn't mean just working hard and killing yourself to the bone. It means when you face adversity, you're going to handle it in a managed manner for yourself first and then your team, right? Last week, we talked about breathe. That's the moment. Breathe. There's our boats. Yeah, and that breathe, like you said, puts you in a position to get out of lizard brain survival mode or at least gives you the chance to exit that mode, right? Yes. And, and that, all I'm, of those I'm, things. I, I'm going to stay there. And like you said, I'm going to react from a, from a bad place, from a place of emotion instead of a place of objective control. Right. Yeah. And most people, most people, they don't understand that your brain is wired this way, right? Like your brain is based on all those stories that were put together. Right. And that goes back to what we talked about a few weeks ago about your state. And if your state is under control and you're managing your state, you can tend to handle the stories that pop up and how those stories are perceived. Absolutely. And therefore, then you can manage how you're going to manage your lizard brain. So when you're looking at things this way, I, I, I don't know about you, Michael, but like, I guess I've been through a ton of adversity, like a lot, a lot. And okay. it is a muscle. Mm-hmm. And most people don't flex that muscle enough in my perspective, which is why then they get stuck, even in the simple stuff, like choosing what to do for food that night, if they don't have a plan (laughs) or what to do when you're sick and how to manage that, or what to do when you fail, even if it's at a simple task. Right. Because if my, if I, if I'm not being conscious and intentional, I'm going to my instinct, instinctual instead of intentional then i'm basically saying i am in a sense choosing to not be in control right i'm i'm choosing for for lizard brain to take over and you know what i i'm not saying it's bad it's not bad but it's true it's certainly not elevated right i mean it's right. if its goal is survival that also doesn't mean i'm necessarily preserving relationships correct right it's going Correct. to be a, a fight of a sort and it's going to be, you know, a little Machiavellian about, I don't care how I get there, but I just need to, I need to survive individually, yeah. personally, mm-hmm. even, even at the risk and or um, detriment of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. I, I ran into this recently, unless I have the awareness that helping another survive helps my future survival, but that requires a certain level of, like you said, conscious awareness, like a muscle I've built up. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I think there are times, there are times where flight and freeze are, are valid emotions, mm-hmm. even in group settings. Um, and this is where, if you become aware of these things, you can begin to diagnose a little better for yourself. And I don't want to use diagnose. You become more perceptive 
-hmm. of how to handle certain types of people who maybe aren't putting in the work to figure this stuff out. Um, and that's always a challenge, right? So, so when you're in those moments where you're around one of those people who doesn't care, right. they, they, they're, they're to twatty all the way. Uh, and maybe that's not the way it should be done anymore. Right. For whatever reason, it's okay to flight or freeze in those moments, even though even like you're not necessarily, you're doing self-preservation for you to live and fight another day. Because because well, those things yeah. those things matter, absolutely. And and so because of that, I want to introduce a second layer here. So, if fight, flight, and freeze are the words that we give to the instinctual reaction, mm -hmm. I'm going to propose a second layer where I'm now at the intentional action. So it's not fight, flight, freeze anymore because those are instinctual. Now fight is like address on purpose. Flight is avoid, again, with intention. And freeze is going to be abstain, which is like stay and let it happen. I'm abstaining from the conflict, but the conflict is happening to me. That's right. Same concept. I'm choosing relationship over outcome. I'm choosing outcome over relationship. I'm choosing either, you know, well, actually, this is choosing neither. That's avoid. There's actually a way to choose both. And right. so I'm going to run through the middle of my fear here, but let me add two others here. You've got compromise and cooperate is right here where, where I'm giving to get, right? I'm some relationship, some outcome, but I'm giving up at least a little bit of either. Compromise, yep. cooperate. Or we can go for the synergy option, a la Covey, um, and do collaborate. So when people say collaborate, right, that's a word that I think has kind of lost some of its true uh, essence. But if I'm collaborating, I'm putting in extra time, I'm putting in extra effort, and I'm preserving both relationship and outcome. But I, in order for me to get both, I have to put in time and effort. I can't collaborate by putting in zero time and effort. That's the avoid option. Avoid is no right. time, no effort, no outcome, no relationship. I want right. both, and I've decided that both matter, then that's collaborate or collaborative, which is interesting as I'm saying it. Um, random sidebar just to make a metaphorical connection here somebody who i network with is a divorce lawyer but she specifically focuses on collaborative divorce right gotcha. and that is the like most divorces i think kind of go in this way because we're being emotional right and there's very personal situations and, and complexity there but the collaborative option tends to lead to a better overall outcome same thing goes for um instead of litigation um uh, it's another word that starts with a C and it's kind of done in law sometimes. Um, what am I thinking of? Any idea what I'm talking about? Nobody, anybody? Bueller? Bueller? It is, um, ah, I'll, I'll come back to it. Anyway, it's this idea where instead of suing somebody or litigating against somebody, you just you engage in a process where we really just you know treat each other like a human being and take some extra time and effort to get the outcome that we both want. That's called conversation. Well, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it was a C. Thank you. Ah, no, it'll come to me anyway. The point is because I care about the relationship and because I care about the outcome, I am also then making a commitment to those things, and that commitment requires me to give time and effort to achieve a better outcome. Because right. 
address, avoid, abstain, achieve a certain kind of outcome. I think address is typically going to end up looking like one of these things because address with intention typically preserves relationship a whole lot better than fighting instinctual. Yes. Right. Yep. So when you're feeling the emotions, which cannot necessarily be controlled, but I can also, to your point, I can manage and put myself in a good position to know my state, manage my state, choose my state. But that's assuming I have resources. When I have no resources, i.e. you're hangry or we need a, by the way, we need a word for tired, angry. I don't know what it is yet, but like hangry is hungry, angry. It needs to be like a tired, angry. That's, I don't know what that is. Tangry Fatigued. Fatigued. Fatangry. Everybody knows I mean, hangry. I feel like there needs to be a tired, angry. No? no. All right. So many comments. I, 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 I don't know. You're the one with, with small children. Well, that's why I come up with the idea that we need a word for it, my friend. It's exactly I, I, where it came from. <laughs> I, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, I feel like there is a word. Producer, any, anything? No. All right. I will. will We'll, we'll drop it for next time. Anyway, when I when my resources are low, when my energy is low, when I don't have the we've talked about this before, right? Have my resources of, of rabbit energy. Snickers. Thank you. Which well, I got my yogurt today, but yeah, it actually made me think. Yeah, we'd be really good right now. Um, look, there's my lizard brain kicking and going, "Ooh, Snickers." Um, anyway. I have no idea what that was. I don't think it was for me. Um, okay. Anyway, so, all right. So why, why we're talking about this is because last time we talked about operating with more intention, getting better outcomes by the way you approach the situation. And this is nice because I think we're, there's like five or six different things we've talked about in the past that are really all connecting up into this idea of the emotion, the fear is going to happen. You have a choice after that. Yes. If you don't make a choice after that, then you're choosing to choosing to operate on instinct and choosing to let your emotions have their way with you. And um, hey, leaders out there, that's not a good, that's not a path to growth. That's not a path to success. It's not a path to problem solving, managing chaos. Yes. Right. Because I think if so, if Brad went purely on fight, he would have thrown his computer and or phone earlier. And we wouldn't have him on our show today. We really like having him on our show. So um, those thoughts fight. did cross my mind. By the way. <laughs> See that? There you go. It's the but that's not good. That's not good, right? <laughs> Positive affirmation. I, I literally, I literally went through boats when it happened. Did you really? I did. I love it. I love it. I think I saw or heard you breathing. Like I, I do feel like I, I caught that moment. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I recognized it when it was happening. Um, Sleepy instead of tired and hangry equals slangry. It's a good candidate. Thanks, Elizabeth. Um, all right, let's put a wrap on it. We're we're at time. This was good. And I'm Brad, thanks for thanks for managing yourself and your emotions uh through your fight with technology. Um much better outcome. And thanks, Elizabeth. I don't know, I don't know if you're still on video. I don't know if you're if you're you are you're doing great. Keep it up. Um Elizabeth is definitely um, a becoming a more sung hero of our show as opposed to just an unsung hero. Um, Elizabeth, we love you and we appreciate you. And uh, thanks for 
helping make the thing run and run so well. Thank even you. when our technology yes. thank you. isn't, thank you, even when our technology isn't cooperating. Um, all right, I'll hit the wrap. Ladies and gentlemen, you just learned all about um, hangry, slangry, um, and tangry. I feel like three stooges of, of emotion. Um, fight, flight, freeze, and understanding how to better manage your emotions for better outcomes and choosing your responses. In next week's episode, I don't know, I feel like there's more here. We'll, we'll, we'll decide what to do with this next or we're open to new topics too. So let us know what you want us to illustrate, debate, and sketch by sending us an email at info at sketchyideasshow.com. Elizabeth is amassing a list and uh, letting us know what the people want because we want to give the people what they want. Um, we will get back to you. So let us know in the comments, send us an email, reach out to us, let us know what you want us to explore on your behalf because just because it's a sketchy idea doesn't mean it's not worth exploring. And we are here to serve you. So let us know how to do that. Thanks. And we will see you next time.